C-A-M-P-A-D-U-L-T-H-O-O-D Camp Adulthood Bridging the Millennial Divide One conversation at a time Interviewing guests Strangers and friends We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood Welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats, and this is my radio voice. From NPR, this is Maddie Yergi. We're going to get sued. <laughs> We're off the rails. NPR, if NPR sues us, it'll be the best goddamn thing that it'll ever happened. It'll be like we have so, zero dollars. We have zero arrived. <laughs> um, well, it's just us, and we're very excited. We kind of alluded to it in the last episode, but we're doing more themed episodes where we do a little bit more research and do deeper whole episode dives, just the two of us without a guest. Some of them may have guests in the future to opine on the topic, but for this one, it is just us. So not our usual solo episode, although we will probably still do those in the future, but this one is all themed. So what is the theme, Shay? The theme this week is Millennial Weddings. We're so excited. We've talked like briefly about this in past episodes. Even last episode, I talked about the cash bar I went to. Yeah. And we just find that, you know, it's one of these cultural touch points where, again, millennials are ruining this. Millennials aren't doing this. Millennials aren't doing that. Also, you told me you made yourself a margarita and that drink is orange. No, no, no. It's pink. It's a strawberry. Oh, it looks very For orange listeners, on Skype I, do, you, yeah. do you want to know what I actually did? It's homemade in question marks in mm. a, whatever, quotations. Um, yeah. I got a Daily Harvest subscription. I don't oh. know if you've seen those. And I just, instead of pouring almond milk into it, I just poured booze. And it's phenomenal. Yeah, girl. Get it. So, I love that. This is why we're friends. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, but there is a special reason we are kicking off. What if this announcement I'm about to was about to make was that Maddie and I were getting married? Oh my god! I think I think a, we would break the internet. I think we would break the internet. I think people would be like, "Yes, finally." I think people <laughs> would be like, "Can I watch?" Do you think people have fan fiction sites shipping us? I'm sure Corey does specifically. <laughs> I'm gonna have oh to cut god, that. I, I know, right? I feel like Corey just loves like... you so much, and he loves me so much that that would be oh, the dream. I love Corey; he's great. Um, uh, but no. no actual news news actual news is that david and i got engaged last weekend and we're super excited and happy and um i actually realized there's still some friends i haven't shared it with who may hear it (laughs) this will be the test to see if they listen to the pod (laughs) yeah this is a test this is your easter egg if i don't get a text from you in the next week i'll know you're not my real friend (laughs) just kidding (laughs) oh that's very exciting Um, i can't believe it's only been a week i feel like it's been like 10 years it does. I think it might have been two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. No, it that, does that feel is like true. This is true. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Yes. I'm so excited, too. Um, I'm I'm just really, I'm really honored that David asked me to marry Oh, my God. David, <laughs> and, I'm glad um, David manned up. No, David. We <laughs> no, we love David. I sent David um, a very uh, funny text that he got promoted in my phone because I realized, because I was going to text him to congratulate to be nice and not like a fuckhead like I usually am and I realized that his number I had not saved it with his name I just saved it as Shay's BF 
because I was searching David and I was like, I know I have his number. And then I was like, oh, wait, Shay's BF. So I was like, okay, now he gets promoted to Shay's fiance. I love it. I love it. And I was like, this is great. But no, I'm really happy for you guys. I'm excited. I know it's like really early. So we won't pepper you with all the annoying questions, which we'll go into later of like, the moment you get engaged, people are like, what are you doing? So we're not going to do that. Thank you. Um, we're just going to let you blissfully ride it out. So exciting. Yeah. Um, Appreciate it. But yeah, so we have fun wedding themed episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, I'm pulling up my notes because I did a lot of research. Mm. So the first thing I have, we'll start it out. This is more like producing notes that we should have talked about before we started recording. I have like some articles, some statistics, some mm-hmm. fun conversation topics, and then I have a series of rapid fire questions because we know we love those. Excellent. Excellent. And um listeners, I'm not prepared at all because I That's okay. had a lot of work this week and spent four and a half hours at the dog groomer today. Ugh. As opposed to an hour and a half, which is what I had budgeted in my schedule. Maybe we can post so. a fun photo of Benson with her new fluffy hairdo. Man, she's pissed. She's like so <laughs> mad at me, but you can see her eyeballs again, uh, and she's very fluffy. So I call that a she win. She should be excited. David, her favorite person, gets to stay forever now with this engagement. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's probably since we've been engaged, there's been a lot of David being like, now that I can adopt Benson as my child, she'll get three <laughs> scoops at every meal. And oh then God, I she's say, gonna get fat. No. <laughs> like her cousin Bruno. I know. That was and a targeted then I said, comment. I said to David, if I die, I'm putting in my will that you can only feed her two scoops. Oh and then David said, nobody listens to that. Oh, so wow. I'm saying it here on the radio because if I croak, I want someone to promise that Benson will only get two scoops twice I mean, a day. I'm sure if you die, Corey will go to Portland and kidnap Shay regardless or kidnap Benson regardless of what you say and then she'll come live with us and she'll only get two scoops right. oh man um, she'll be engaged in a severe custody battle okay. <laughs> all right yes so begin. the first I, thing I'm ready to some some fun just to get get the lay of the land mm-hmm. fun article from business insider more couples are taking on debt to have instagram worthy weddings how much it costs to get Dumb. married in the u.s so this came up because i was like just as a baseline i'm a finance person i like numbers i was like what does it cost to get married obviously with the caveat that like everyone's wedding is different but just like what's the average you know so mm-hmm. the average cost i don't know if you want to guess it shay in i, I do want to guess in it. price of right style price uh, is right fifty thousand dollars no actually lower Thirty-eight thousand. Thirty-eight. Okay. So you were close, and that includes like all-encompassing engagement ring, honeymoon, and the ceremony and reception. Which, if you include all of those items, it actually seems low yeah, to me. I agree. Um, and so obviously that cost has gone up over time, and they do break down like if you are in like New York. As opposed to 38, you're probably going to spend closer to 50. But if, if you're in Cleveland, you'll probably spend closer to 22. And oh, this cool. assumes like a 100-person wedding open bar. Pol- polling my friends in Cleveland, please yeah, text us, know. text me, or email us, hello at campadulthood.com, how much you spend on your wedding. Yes, we will. We can keep it anonymous if you want. I meant mm-hmm. to say that at the beginning because we're doing these like themed episodes. So if anyone has a suggestion for a theme or any comments please send them in. Um, 
And then they talk about, so this kind of leads into like the Instagram worthiness, which I'm like fascinated by. Because mm-hmm. there was two recent, Shay knows who I'm talking about, two recent Kappa gals who got married who are a little mm-hmm. bit older than I am. And it was like Instagram Palooza. Oh. You know yes. who I'm talking about. We're not going to say uh, their I names. I know who you're talking about. People will know. Also, but that's okay. I, I want to just say flat out that I adore both of these girls i think they are some oh, of yeah, the sweetest great. loveliest humans and this is not us being judgy but oh no it's me being jealous yeah, <laughs> that i, I mean, was not they... invited also can i just say they're both like six feet tall and weigh a hundred pounds oh, yeah, they're both like models gorgeous. yeah model status well I, that's why i'm like yeah. the instagram okay so both yes. these girls for people that are like what are you talking about there's two girls that i went to college with who shay also mentored and worked with and stuff and was very close with and they both are very they both have the this is what also got to me because so like Shay got engaged and we were just discussing like any potential like things that are happening obviously anytime Shay is like I'm doing anything I'm always like I'm there but these girls are part of the same friend group and they both had very large like extensive wedding parties of the same mm-hmm. group of friends yeah and they got engaged like very close together and they got married very close together and they both had like full bridal shower like destination bachelorettes like all sorts of like pre-wedding stuff post-wedding stuff one Mm. of the girls went to bali she bought a drone it was like a whole thing and i'm like i don't know how you have that much vacation time for one wedding i'm like to give up oh multiple days yeah for like the bridal party party. like they those girls probably didn't do anything else that year besides these two weddings What's so interesting is so um, another good friend of mine, not in the Kappa circle, who uh, is getting married this December, she, uh, I, I was always, I've been like, God bless you, because she has gone to so many weddings over the past two years. Um, I would say, like, every time I talk to her, she's like, Oh, we're going to another wedding. We're going to another wedding. I'm in another wedding. And every wedding is the same thing, like, full out black tie fancy pants, shower, bachelorette party. And I'm just kind of glad that I think being a little bit older, even though I did that for all of my friends, like it was spaced out a little bit and we went to cool places like Niagara Falls or I hosted people at my New York City apartment and I got to look cool. But like it wasn't... No, you can totally do stuff like on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it's definitely... This is like a good segue into the next thing that I wanted to recommend. So we've talked about this book in the past, Gia Tolentino's Trick Mirror. And the last essay in this book, I mean, this whole book is great. I've talked about other essays in the past. But the la- the very last essay in this book is called I, The Dread. And it's all about weddings. And it's a fantastic essay. I wish I could just read the whole thing. But she she's 30 and her boyfriend's 33. So they're kind of in the middle between Shay and I. Mm-hmm. And they the essay kind of starts out with her being like, we have gone to so many weddings over the past. Mm -hmm. She talks about how they had like a spreadsheet. They've had times where they've had to split up and go to different weddings on the same weekend, like all this stuff. And then she kind of talks about the internalized like stuff that I think women of every age can relate to when people are like, when are you getting married? When are you having babies? What are you doing? And they're like very judgy and like, proddy about your life and she's Mm -hmm. like I just can't handle it so and she was but she the whole essay starts with that being like why do these questions bother me and it's a really good 
kind of historical analysis of weddings and kind of back in the day, which I think a lot of people know this, like weddings used to be very small, like women would just wear whatever they had around the house. Most women, if they had a ring, it was like very cheap. Diamonds didn't really come about until like the 30s and 40s super commercially. And I thought this was really interesting for this podcast, kind of talking about generational stuff that the current sort of wedding as a business was started by none other than the lovely baby boomers. We love Those them. Those boomers. Um, not surprisingly, a little bit by the greatest generation because they were the ones birthing the boomers. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really interesting in the um, in the piece that they were talking about why the questions now for millennial women are so invasive is because getting married doesn't really mean what it used to. Like for people mm-hmm. who are grandparents age, like you didn't leave living with your parents until you got married. Like you weren't allowed, like if you had a job, it was probably like very menial and you weren't getting paid Mm -hmm. a lot, maybe as a secretary, if you were lucky Mm -hmm. and college educated, but like by getting married, it like plucked you out of this like delayed adolescence of living with your parents as an adult Mm -hmm. and gave you a whole new life. So it was something that like all your single friends would celebrate and be really jealous of if you were the one getting married, which I thought was so interesting. Has everyone watched, I love how I talk, say this as if you can immediately (laughs) answer me back, uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. Yes. Excellent show. So it's excellent show. But I think, uh, and I'm also obsessed with anything from this time period. I also love Call the Midwife, which addresses Mm, a similar theme to what I'm about to refer to, but in a very different way. And what I love about Midge's character in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is that she, you know, and this comes up, they're like, oh, yeah, you, I mean, you dropped out third year at, you know, Yale or Swarthmore, or whatever, because you got married. And that was so good. And now, like, if you dropped out of your third year of Yale to get married, you'd be like some kind of freak show. Right. A. Um, but what I love about that storyline is that she and I still haven't finished the second season, so no spoilers, please. But she is able to reinvent her life. Like she has this regression where she gets divorced and goes back and lives with her parents. But it's this whole like reinvention of what the single woman looks like and what how marriage was no longer or becoming in the 60s no longer this defining factor. Um, and it's just really cool and everyone should watch it. Yeah, it's a great show. So the last yeah. piece that I thought was really interesting, the only part that I'll, that I actually flagged that I'll read just because I thought it was very millennial and kind of was the thesis that Gia Tolentino was trying to make in this piece amidst all of the historical analysis about weddings, which I found really interesting. She says, how is it possible that so much of contemporary life feels so arbitrary and so inescapable? Thinking about weddings has not been very useful to me. Developing an understanding of the material conditions that produce the wedding ritual, its basis in inequality and its role in perpetuating that inequality hasn't really meant a thing. It doesn't remove me from a culture that is organized through marriage and weddings. It certainly doesn't make it any less sensible to do what all the people did of the past, present, and future and will continue to do, which is taking these opportunities for ritual pleasure and sweetness whenever they can. And still I wonder how much harder it would be to get straight women to accept the reality of marriage if they 
were not first presented with the fantasy of a wedding. I wonder if women today would be would so readily accept the unequal diminishment of their independence without their sense of self-importance being overinflated first. It feels like a trick, a trick that has worked and is still working, that the bride remains the image of womanhood at its most broadly celebrated, and that planning a wedding is the only period in a woman's life where she is universally and unconditionally encouraged to conduct everything on her own terms. I just thought that was so poignant. My fiance just brought me some wine. Oh my God. Um, Hi, David. Would you like to say hi so our listeners can congratulate you on the exciting news? Hello, and thank you for the congratulations. How did, it, how did it feel? Can he hear me? I can no. hear you. Oh, okay. oh, hold on. Ask Let him me, how did um, it feel. How did it feel? How did it feel? Were you nervous? Were you sweating? Were you nervous? Were you sweating? I feel like she keeps going with questions. Uh, <laughs> no, no nervous sweatiness. But he looked very handsome. He was cool as a cucumber. We love it. Yeah. So thank Thanks, you. Thanks, David. Um, um, that was very poignant, and I loved that. And it, it, I have thoughts. Yeah. There are yeah. a lot of thoughts. I think, yeah. I mean, it's a different topic from what we were kind of talking about before, but I think it goes back to the Instagram, like performative nature of modern weddings that people, there's so few times. I think the modern ritual thing is really important. Like, I think that's why yes. people focus on weddings yes. that yeah. there's no time. And some people really hate this, but I love an event where you can see someone's like childhood best friend and their dentist mm-hmm. all in one place. I think you really <laughs> learn a lot yes. about a person, you know? So, so I, I like that aspect, but I yeah. also think that, yeah, it's really hard. This like archaic sort of like patriarchal thing in mm-hmm. modern society. And yet, all the things that I love about weddings are like the feminine, like fun things that I don't get to do Mm -hmm. that often. And Mm -hmm. I love looking forward to the time where I can just be like, this is what I want. And -hmm. everyone has to listen. Like that seems very appealing. (laughs) I know. Right. Why? That is something I think we could explore. But people will spend so much money to like travel wherever you want, pose for the photos, wear whatever color you want. And it's like, you know, there's no other time because, and I think part of it is like, I don't know, not to get like too deep and philosophical on this like fun topic, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it, I don't know if it's because women hold less power in society in like work and life. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, we have to have this one thing that's like for us. I don't know if it's so much that, or if it's just like, it's just nice. I don't know. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I, and I think, you know, for me, because I, I, I don't think we're, you know, quite sure what we want to do yet. And, uh, we've tossed around the idea of potentially eloping and, and I keep coming down to, you know, I think distilling down really what a wedding ceremony means in 2019 and, and, and what the important takeaway is for me. And I think it's, there is something really important, not so much about being the center of attention, but making a verbal vocal oath in front of people who are invested in you and your relationship is I completely agree really important and really binding and feels more binding than going and signing a piece of paper well that's why Um, even if you do elope you have to have a witness like they make you do that and that's part of it no I've told I've talked to Corey and I who are not engaged don't get it twisted um but we could have a double wedding oh my god (laughs) that would be phenomenal um no but we've talked about this that like 
you know, on one hand, like your relationship is yours and like all that really matters at the end of the day is like how you feel about each other and the commitment that you make to each other. But I do think that like anything that you do, once you make it public and you're like kind of being vulnerable in that way in front of people that don't get to see your relationship every day, like it does make it mean, I think, something a little bit more. It doesn't have to be like a hundred people and your dentist, but like a couple people that whose opinions matter and who would be excited and I think yeah. it's something that like relationships are hard and as you continue through like the marriage and the relationship like you want people who are invested in that and who have like been there well, from the beginning to be able to talk to about the relationship. Yeah exactly and I think it's that accountability piece too right yeah. because any relationship that's going to last 50 or more years you know there are going to be times when your spouse or your best friend or your whomever is not going to be your favorite person and except David because he's perfect except David because he is perfect and we have never had one fight not that I've seen yeah thank you Maddie (laughs) um although when I get tired I do cry sometimes for no reason that's okay but you know that's a whole nother story yeah that's common uh so so yeah, so I mean, I think you're, and having people to hold you accountable, or at least not hold you accountable, because I think there are many instances where, you know, a marriage should be dissolved, but to make sure that that, if you do decide to dissolve your marriage, that it is done mindfully, and a lot of thought is put into that, and that you truly understand both the weight of the decision to enter into a marriage and the weight of the decision to leave a marriage. And I think by having those witnesses there, you know, like like you said, you have people who can travel this journey with you and it's, it becomes a community effort, you know, takes a village. All right. Well, to go through these rest of this stuff, switching, talking about good transition, talking about the dissolution of a marriage. So I was very curious about millennial divorce rates. Mm-hmm. when the marriage ends. So yes. um, there's this Bloomberg article called Millennials are causing the U.S. divorce rate to plummet because they're waiting until all is secure before tying the knot. And I mm-hmm. thought this was really interesting. And from like a statistics perspective, I'm not going to go into it, but it's a very interesting article and we'll link to it about mm-hmm. like they, they normalize the statistic for a lot of stuff because they were like, is it because millennials are waiting longer or is it because because they were comparing against boomers and gen x specifically so they Mm -hmm. were like trying to distill like what is it that millennials are doing differently Mm -hmm. and kind of taking out the noise of like like boomers because they're older now are also getting divorced less so that kind of distorts the statistics a little bit so they like did a lot of normalizing which i thought was really interesting but they kind of distilled it down to which i think a lot of us know but it's interesting to think about like millennials are waiting longer to get married and that leads Mm -hmm. to them either not getting married at all just choosing to like go the single life or being in some sort of like domestic partnership or when they do get married they know themselves better compared to like the boomers that got married when they were like 20 who were Mm -hmm. unhappy and might have gotten married and they're like or gotten divorced in their 50s and 60s like millennials that Mm -hmm. are getting married when they're later they know Mm -hmm. what they want and they're less likely to get divorced because of that and it's also they talk about at the end of this article, which I thought was really interesting, that it's a marker of stability that kind of back, you know, 50 years ago, any person, no matter what their socioeconomic standing was, where they were in school, if they even went to school, 
mm-hmm. they would get married no matter what. Like everyone of our mm-hmm. parents' generation got married for the yeah. most part. I don't want to say everyone, but yeah. like the person who was like unemployed down the street and yeah, like the wealthy businessmen were all getting married. But now yeah. it's like you can only afford to get married and the luxuries that marriage provides only apply like the tax breaks the insurance and stuff only Mm -hmm. really apply if you qualify for them Mm -hmm. or like buying a house like if you're thinking about living together it's like that's only something that's beneficial to get married if you're going to buy a house anyways Mm -hmm. so it's kind of further like the marriage and divorce patterns are further distilling the income inequality because poorer people just can't afford to get married or Mm -hmm. they're working all the time and they can't they don't have the time to date and find a suitable partner which i think Mm -hmm. is really interesting and just because societally there's less pressure on it so people are like oh well if i don't have anyone i just won't get married as opposed to like marrying joe schmo down the street that their parents set them up with i agree with that and i think what's really interesting um i talk about this a little bit uh in my managing millennials workshop for businesses which you can now book for 2020 visit my website shakeheats.com uh But I talk about this in this workshop is that so just because millennials are getting married later doesn't mean that their caretaking responsibilities are any less. And employers have to realize that even if someone is single, our caretaking responsibilities are greater, whether we're taking care of our parents or other family members, or we may be in a relationship, but we may be in a serious relationship for 10 or 15 years before we get married. We may have kids and not get married. Um, So I think they're just, there are these different kind of familial structures that are becoming more prevalent and more apparent and using marriage as kind of the indicator of whether someone is going to be dedicated to their job or have other responsibilities is actually not a great indicator any longer. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good PSA. So my last article before we go into our rapid fire, more fluff topics, um, this website called Wedding Wire, which I went on kind of a deep dive today. And it's actually a pretty cool site. They have like, it's kind of like a bloggy site, but they have like a planning tool. Like if you are getting married, like what to do when, like depending on what kind of wedding you're having, they Mm -hmm. have like different comparisons for vendors because they talk about like the biggest way that people overspend is because they don't have an anchor point for quotes on what Mm -hmm. things should like they just don't know what things should cost yeah and then they get taken for a ride so it's i'm having just to like talk about my personal experience right now like so um David and I decided to choose my ring together. So we're in the process of doing that right yes. now. I love because then you're not going to get something fugly you. that you don't like. Not that yes. we don't trust David's taste, but totally I like trust color. David's taste. But um, it's great. We're trying to get something that has some meaningful elements for us. Um, but I, I don't know anything about jewelry. Like I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I um, Most jewelry that I wear is gifts right so I have a friend uh helping me and she it's so great because I'll send her a ring and she'll be like that's overpriced by a thousand dollars because she knows gemstones and she knows rings and but the amount of times I've sent her something and she's like hold on a second and then she'll pull like another ring for half the price is just incredible and then I think about how many people if they didn't have somebody, again, who knows jewelry and know, knows gemstones helping them would just get totally fucked, yeah. you know? You got to um, do your research. Exactly. And it's interesting because I think ultimately, like, the ring that I, I think is the winner um, is 
much higher quality than the one I originally chose, but much, but only a slightly higher price. So it's anyway, it's very interesting. So that's cool. Okay, so this article on Wedding Wire is called 10 Ways Millennials Have Completely Changed Weddings. Oh, I saw that when I did my two minutes of Googling today. Oh, my God. Amazing. Such a classic. So it says um, wedding planning starts early. So this just talks about, which I think makes sense, like most women in particular, but definitely men as well, like start kind of planning a wedding in the ether of their mind before they even get engaged. Mm Mm-hmm. Which definitely happens. Like, even if, you know, you think about, like, what type of wedding you want, even if it doesn't come to fruition, which I'm like, okay, yes. Um, Wedding planning happens online. I think that's, like, a duh. Like, there's a lot of, like, apps and stuff that you can use. Um, Mm -hmm. The majority of weddings are multicultural. I thought this was interesting. 58% of millennial couples marry outside of their race, religion, ethnic, or regional background. I think that makes a lot of sense, Which you and David fall into that because you're from different regions. We are from different regions. Um, but I think that goes think, back honestly, to boomers. Honestly, you could say we were different religions as well. Yeah. Because boomers, I, I, I think we've talked about on the podcast, there's like some statistic that like most boomers like met the person that they were going to marry by the time they were 20 mm-hmm. or they like came in contact with them. Even my parents, yeah. like they didn't meet until they were older, but they were on the same college campus at the same time. So it stands to reason that they would have like crossed yeah. paths at some point. So that's happening but- a lot less. I do also think that this is is very it's very regional. Like I think if you happen to be an urban dweller, you're more likely to marry someone clearly from not from your region or or whatever. But when I look at my close friends, most of them did marry their like high school or college sweetheart or they married somebody from high school or college but that they just got together with them later or somebody from the same town but then you know when I look at my friends from New York or LA those are the ones who have married kind of outside of it but well I think it goes back to like millennial just trends in general like more millennials are moving to cities or moving to a different Mm -hmm. region of the country so yeah marriage habits are following suit Um, The next one, couples are underestimating the cost of the wedding, which Mm -hmm. this plays into what we were just talking about, that people don't know what stuff costs. Like when you poll millennials on how much they're expecting to spend, like their budget, they'll say on average 16,000, but they end up paying around that 38 number that I quoted before. Oh, interesting. Oh, Um, that's like over double. Yeah. Because, and part of it they were saying, which I thought was interesting in this article, part of it is because people don't know how much stuff costs. And part of it is because... Be, like there's just this ethos that it's a special day it only happens once so if you're gonna mm. pay to have like a special element of your wedding or have something custom done it's very easy to justify it to yourself that it's worth it because it's a once in a lifetime yeah. thing. it's so funny because once I got into my head that like I didn't have to do that now I keep like I feel like I have the opposite thing going on in my head because I'll see something and I'll say oh I could get this particular item for my imaginary wedding that we're in the process of planning or I could take that five grand and we could go to Japan or we could do this and such so it's true well that's very great that is definitely part so the the numbers that I quoted included the honeymoon oh like that's part of it so interesting you're definitely definitely still in the in the mood um weddings are now full day or multi-day events so we talked a little bit about this like back in our parents I've actually talked to my parents about this because they 
were kind of balling on a budget and it was my dad's second marriage so he was like I'm done with this um and they did like a lot of it themselves and it's very very lovely like the photos and everything my mom like got her dress from a catalog you couldn't really tell it's beautiful um but they were like yeah like I don't think my mom my mom had two bridesmaids I think mm-hmm. she had a shower that, like, my grandma threw for her. I don't think she had a bachelorette party. They didn't have a brunch after. And they went to their honeymoon to Lake Tahoe for three days. Yeah. So what's really interesting is I was just talking about this um, with with my therapist, actually. And she was saying that it has to do – a lot of this – part of the reason why weddings are now multiple-day events is that even 20, 30 years ago, you probably lived within a – two to five hour radius of wherever right. you grew up. So there were a lot of opportunities for people to get together. And now that people are more far flung, it's, you it's really have to, to have these opportunities. Yeah. It becomes an excuse to get together. And I was like, yes, I will take that. I yeah. agree. I want an excuse for the people I love to get no, it's together. True. And especially, I actually felt that in the wedding that we mentioned in the previous episode, because Corey and I mm-hmm. were traveling, but most of the guests were local and they didn't, they didn't have, like any sort of outer ta- out of towners like rehearsal dinner thing before mm-hmm. and they didn't have anything after and like mm. to be honest like as an out of town guest I was like why kind of felt gen- like I don't know I don't want to like make it about myself but I was kind of like it was a lot mm-hmm. to travel down there and it was kind of expensive to like you know like we yeah. shut out a lot and it like would have been nice I think if there was either something the day before or day after just for like people that were out of town or like whatever yeah. um so I do think it's nice. But again, yeah, we were one of the few that were there. Um, okay. Wedding parties are created based on relationships, not gender. So this talks about like, I think it's still definitely in the minority of people that do this, but having like mixed gender mm-hmm. wedding parties or having like, you know, a best woman instead of a best man. My parents mm-hmm. actually went to a wedding recently of one of my dad's um, yeah. closest friends. His son got married and he had a groom's woman. And my parents were like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like new. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely a new trend. I love that. One of my favorite uh, weddings that I've been to is former guest of the pod, Amy. Uh, she was an early guest. That was a yeah. while that she go. Um, but when that was she when got you were married, on your cross country road trip. I know, I know. Uh, so she got married at this beautiful hotel in the Poconos and it was just it was it was just an incredible weekend and but she had um so she has twin brothers and she had no bridesmaids which I loved that her mom like came up to me and was like if she'd had bridesmaids and I was like girl I I know (laughs) I know um but so she had her two brothers and they all wore well she didn't wear a kilt but both of the brothers wore a kilt and they like escorted her and it was like or her dad escorted her in, but then they were there. And it was just, it was the best thing ever. That's it was so, so sweet. Cute. I love so, it. So, yeah. Um, the next one, ceremonies are less formal. I've definitely noticed this. I have yet, like, in my adult life, been to, like, a full religious ceremony. Like, my aunt, when she got remarried, what? like, they were... Are you kidding me? No, I'm thinking... Well, Do you I've, have any I've Catholic only been... weddings I've Well, I know. I mean, through? you went, you grew up Catholic and went to a Jesuit I went school. to an Episcopal wedding... That was oh, moderated yes. by the bishop. Yes. That Former was a very long Aaron. one, and I thought I was going to um, pass out. Sorry, yeah, no, Aaron, I, I mean, you so much. My parents had a It was Catholic very wedding. long, and it was kind of hot. Yeah. No, I mean, I, there's something against it. Like, I've only been to a handful of weddings as an adult. Oh. I think as a kid. Um, like, when I was a kid, I was a flower girl in two full Catholic weddings. I just, like, don't really have yeah. a memory of it, because when, yeah. like, when I was, like, five. Um, small, and then, like... 
I don't know, my couple friends that have gotten married, like, they've all had, like, 30-minute, like, got married Mm -hmm. by a friend ceremonies. My aunt, I I would say my aunt's was, like, kind of, but it was, like, a hybrid sort of, like, cultural thing where, like, they did some Hindu, Indian things and then some, like, Catholic stuff. Like, they did have, they had, like, Bible readings, which was cool, but it was very much, like, it wasn't, like, a traditional thing. And then the wedding we just went to, like, the ceremony was maybe 20 minutes. Oh. Which I was like, sweet I, spot. A friend of mine, uh, one of my dear friends, her, one of her dear friends just got married. Uh, not just, it was now like a year ago. But, um, and she got married to an Indian guy and they did a Hindu wedding and all of, well, they did like a hybrid wedding, but they had the bridesmaid us all wear saris and it was so gorgeous. I was yes. like, can I wear sari at my I wedding? Love. This is amazing. I know. Um, I love Indian weddings. Um, now I'm thinking about so all fun. my my faves from the weddings I've been to yes well for the rapid fire questions that will be good yes okay I'm Um, ready I'm ready this is there's only two more on this list bridesmaids can wear whatever they want this talks about like instead of having bridesmaids wear all this experience (laughs) I know I was thinking to one particular wedding I think it was when we were living together maybe right after that you went to and you and one other friend were like this is interesting (laughs) for the bridesmaids choices I can't even remember because I have worn so many floor length satin dresses. I, I don't want to say who it was, but I remember you and Jen were like, this is not age appropriate for the age of the people that are in these dresses. You thought it was too young. Do you like that I've been in so many weddings yes. that I've literally blocked it out of my mind? But no, it's funny. I think I think a lot of it, I don't know if this goes back to like what we were just talking about, that you've been to a lot of religious ceremonies and you grew up mm-hmm. in like a smaller town and you had a lot of yes. friends that married like I didn't have a lot of friends I guess now it's like kind of starting because like I graduated kind of recently but even so like I don't have a lot of friends who have like college sweethearts or high school sweethearts oh, and I gosh. feel like I'm... that leads to more like traditional yeah. choices like making all your bridesmaids wear the same dress like the first wedding I went to as an adult the bridesmaids all wore the same color but they were all different dresses yeah um I guess the wedding I just went to in Texas, they all wore the same dress, but it was like a very basic, just like A-line red mm-hmm. dress. Like it wasn't anything that I was like, ooh, that's a bridesmaid's dress. Like it was a dress that like I would wear normally. And so it didn't really yeah. like stand out to me. And it was like flattering on everyone. Interesting. Um, it was just like a basic design. But yeah, I definitely, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, this is going to be a hot take, but I don't, I don't like it Love when it. they don't match. I think you have I to know, get, I mean, get a cut that looks good. This is the key, though. And this is going to sound really bad. I love it. You pick you pick the girl in your wedding party, if you're going to have a big wedding party, yeah. like five people or more. Like, yes. you pick the girl, even four people, you pick the girl that's either the tallest or the biggest or the smallest, whoever is, like, the outlier of the group, and you find a dress yes. that looks good on her because it'll yeah. automatically look good on the, I don't know what's the politically correct term, like, the more... The girls that are skinnier and shorter, it'll yes. look good on them automatically. So you find something that looks good on the person who is the hardest to dress, and then it'll look good for everyone else. Yeah. None of my friends thought about my boobs when they picked their yeah, dresses. Yeah, exactly. You find... I'm just going to say it. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Like, if you have, like, the skinny models, like, don't pick the dress that looks good on the skinny models, because everything will look mm. good on them. So exactly. People don't think about that. Yeah. Wedding... Bridesmaids gowns. And this is where I would love to talk about. Here's the, the thing that I found. Every time I was in a wedding and I would see a gown, except for this one occasion that we were talking about, and I would be like, that's terrible. 
I would actually get it and then feel very beautiful. Like I had one friend who had us wear floor length eggplant colored Hmm. satin gowns. It's actually very nice. Well, at the time I was like, what the fuck? But then I put it on and I was like, I am a princess. I feel so beautiful. And it was in October. So we were wearing these deep purple gowns. And then it was in my hometown in Pennsylvania. And the leaves were all this like bright orange color. It was gorgeous. Like it was her. I look at her pictures now and I'm just like, it's so beautiful. And (laughs) it was such a beautiful day. We had so much fun. Um, But I remember when I first, like she first sent that to me, I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. You know? So, uh, no, it's true. you got to see it on. In yeah. The and that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, it's your day. I will wear whatever you want. Um, yes. anyway, yeah, no, okay. that was, a, that was a detour. Anyway, um, continue. okay. The last two. So yeah. millennial couples are customizing and personalizing every detail. I've definitely noticed this at weddings that I've been to more recently that it's always like, you pick like the font and the color scheme like very early and then every detail of like the bachelorette party, the bridal shower, the invitations, the save of the dates, the little gifts that you get at the wedding are all like the same themed thing. That's Have you noticed this? Job. Yeah, it's a thing. And to me, I love it. It's also like kind of what I do at work right now is make sure all of that kind of shit matches. Yeah. So I'm like, I have no desire to do that, which is an interesting turn for me as a human because when I was in college and I was throwing events as the president of the student programming board, I would get very upset if people did not use the fonts I approved. So yeah, just saying out there for our listeners who may have been part of my comic sans insanity in 2005. um, I'm done with it. Yeah. So So the last one, I thought this was interesting. Um, The one tradition that has seemed to hold up over all the years is the first dance. A whopping 92% of couples perform a first dance at their reception, which is a lot, I feel. Yeah, Um, that is interesting. Yeah, which I, like, I would do that if I was having a ceremony. And one in four couples perform their first dance to a country song. Fun fact. Yeah, because country songs, that is a fun fact. Um, So that's all the, like, articles I have. Now we can go into the rapid fire portion, unless there's more topics you want to talk about. No, I love this. There's a lot of... It's a long list, but some of them will be very – so some of them are like pick one or the other, and then some of them are like, what's your opinion, yay or nay? Um, Great. Okay, first one. How do we feel about garter belts and throwing of the bouquet? I used to have strong opinions on this and thought it was stupid. Now I feel – now I think it's kind of sweet. What I don't like is when they make the groom take the garter – off the bride and he's like rooting around under her ballroom dress to get it and I just think that's inappropriate yes hate the garter belt I think it's so gross I also went to a wedding a couple years ago and the bride's dad was like being gross about the garter belt and it's just like left a bad taste in my mouth Um, well that was one of the fun facts that I read today in my two minutes of research was the garter belt the throwing of the garter belt has to do with um, a proof that the marriage has been consummated oh fun like the duggars running away after their ceremony to go have sex which has definitely happened um throwing up the bouquet i like i think it's like a fun way to like especially for single women at weddings i know it can be like kind of sad and depressing it's like a way to include them which is fun although Um, i'll never forget at the first wedding that i was a bridesmaid in first yeah the first was my friend uh kristen parker bradley uh also former guest of the pod yes um 
she at her wedding she threw her bouquet and it we were like 23 at the time and people literally jumped away <laughs> from it oh. and then the one girl carrie picked it up and guess who got married next wow carrie and now she has like five children you know what i really hate though because i am a curmudgeon i don't like when they do the cutesy thing like they they get all the women there and then the bride just like hands it to her sister or something or like the adorable child. Yeah. That's or like the Duggars when they did like the engagement with the bouquet toss where they just handed it to the girl that was about to get engaged. I'm like, no, it's got to be a le- even playing field. Everyone's allowed to <laughs> grab for it. Um, okay. Next Ugh. question. How do you feel about mushing of the cake in <clears throat> the bride and groom's face? I hate it. I, I hate it. This is like a hill that I will die on. I think it is disgusting. I think you have paid multiple hundreds if not thousands of dollars for your makeup and your dress and the tuxedo and it's just gross and i would not let my children act like that so why would i act like that it's true i'm big on like you probably paid to get your makeup done why would you ruin it um okay next one you could do either or or pick one favorite slash least favorite cut of diamond i'll go first i really really hate teardrop diamonds all the rest are fine uh What's the difference between teardrop and pear cut? Um, I think pear is the same. It's basically like if it's asymmetrical, I just like don't like it. Interesting. I have been really into, I think we're going with an oval Oregon sunstone. Oh, yes. Love a good Fun oval. Fact. Uh, but I was really into the pear for like a hot, hot minute. They um, were very trendy for a, a period of time. And I saw yeah. them everywhere and I was just like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't love it because it looks different, like, depending on how you're holding your hand. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, So, eh. I actually, there is, I think it's called a rose cut, which has less to do with the shape of the diamond and more to do, like, how you cut the facets in the diamond. And that's what I really like. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Good one. Um, okay. So, obviously, we know Saturday weddings are the best. But if you had to choose, best. would you rather go to a Friday wedding or a Sunday wedding? With the caveat, Sunday, I feel like most people that get married on a Sunday, it's either A, for religious purposes, because they want to do it like during the mass, or like mm-hmm. my parents did this, they got married on a Sunday of Labor Day weekend, so Monday was the holiday. So I'm like, times. I guess that's like counts as a Saturday. But if you were like, either coming from work on a Friday or going to work the next day, would you rather go to a wedding that was on a Friday or on a Sunday? Friday, hands down. Yes, I agree. That was an easy one. Um how do you feel about plus ones? When do you think it's appropriate? When do you think it's not appropriate? Slash, like, is it like only if you're married? Like, also, what? many opinions about yes, this. I, love. I think that Give us your hot takes. Oh my God, Maddie, my hot takes go on for <laughs> go on for days. Um, so first of all, I feel that if you are very young and on a budget, then there and you're having one of those like hometown weddings. You don't need an effing plus one at your wedding because like just bring like you're going to be there with all your friends. I would say if you are over 30 and inviting people, then you should invite them with a plus one, even if you don't know the plus one. And I feel like if anyone has is in a monogamous relationship, they could should be invited with their partner. So like it would not to me, I would be a little annoyed if someone like sent you an invitation like I would never be like Maddie Yergi plus one I'd be like (laughs) 
Maddie Yergi and Corey. I'm gonna say his name wrong. Schober. Schober. You got it. Schober. You got it. Oh, good. No, Sorry. I, I was like, is it? Is there an extra R in there? This I don't know. was another thing about this wedding that I just went to. Like, Corey had talked to them beforehand, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, Maddie, like, so great, amazing. She's invited." And then they sent the invitation, and it didn't say even like plus guest. It was just Corey Schober. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, we forgot to put guest on it." And I'm like, "You know my name. We yeah, live together." No. Completely agree. Completely yeah, no, agree. I think especially right. if you live together, that's fine. This is fine. Um, yes, I love, I love all these questions. Oh, we already talked about that one. Um, if you had to pick one, bachelorette party or bridal shower? Bachelorette party. Same. Bridal showers are nice, and I feel like especially mm-hmm. for, like, your older relatives or, like, you know, it's classy. I love a good brunch. Mm-hmm. I love oh, the photos. I especially, I, I really yeah. like baby showers, actually. But that's not the topic that we're talking about. But yeah, definitely bachelorette party. And you can still invite, like, like my uncle. My dad went to this bachelorette party. My uncle invited his dad. Like, I think there's no reason oh, why you can't that. invite your mom if you wanted to to your bachelorette party. Yeah. Um, so it's a great. Okay. If you had to pick one, chicken, fish, or steak. Or slash, if you want to go rogue, what type of food preferences? Like, do you like a buffet? Do you like a served dinner? What What are your feelings? I, so... Mm. here's my thing if I'm going to a wedding generally okay so here's here oh my god so many thoughts so I've been to like really fancy weddings and I've been to weddings at like the Knights of Columbus Hall yes um the cheaper the wedding the smarter it is to go with the vegetarian option yeah um, because you can, you can't really fuck up vegetable Wellington, yes. like puff pastry wrapped, wrapped around some cream sauce. It's always good. The more expensive the wedding, I will get the fish or the beef. I never get the chicken. Yeah. Never Why would you get, get the, chicken? the chicken. Chicken yeah. is stupid. Why is chicken even an option? I totally agree. Yeah. I think so. I think it's like if you're going, cause I, I've also like seen it done a lot of ways i think i'm actually and i know it's not like the classiest option but i actually love a buffet at a wedding especially if it's like a really high-end buffet because God, buffets are great yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about it because then there's a lot of options like my my coworker pam who i actually randomly ran into on the street today um she had Hi, a coworker pam yes she's great she um had a 500 person wedding she invited like oh, everyone she's it. ever known in her life, and it was it was awesome. It was like the biggest wedding. I like didn't I was like oh there's a whole other like wing of people Wait, that I haven't even and seen. And you went to it with coworker Pam. Yeah, she invited like all of her coworkers, so I went great. as love a coworker. It. it was great. It was awesome, and I love weddings. She she had a full like full top shelf bar. It must have cost so much money, but anyway, she had like a full top shelf bar, and she had like a first like appetizer buffet, and then she had dinner buffet, and then she had um like dessert buffet and it was incredible because like if you were off like dancing or talking to someone and you like missed Mm -hmm. the food like it was still there it was fine and it was really really it was like at a great venue it was really high quality buffet food like it wasn't just like sitting there and I love that because it's like okay yeah maybe when I put the invitation in the mail I wanted steak but now I want pasta and you know Mm -hmm. what I want pasta and I think the less food you have at your wedding especially if it's open bar the drunker people are gonna get if you don't have enough food none of that and usually sometimes i don't know but then i've also been to like very classy weddings where they have like lobster and steak and like that's nice to be able to like be served Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think if you're definitely balling on a budget or having a lot of people buffet is the way to go okay um i totally wait i'm not done with my opinions 
So I have, I have two things that I want to say. The first is one of my favorite weddings that I went to was my um, a friend of mine from college got married and uh, myself. I don't know if I can say who it is because I've got to like go into That's the whole okay. story. But we went to her wedding, and first of all, it, like the whole day was lovely. Um, but we were not expecting her. She got married at like a mega church, and we didn't oh. realize that that. <laughs> so it was like it was it was interesting. And then she got married. Uh, then her reception was at this beautiful historical site um, in downtown Cincinnati, and like the food was amazing. It was like the band was or the DJ was amazing. It was like such a fun night. And then at the end of the night. She brings out a cart with Skyline chili fries. Like, oh yeah, this is a big millennial thing that I was reading about today. The like yes. post dinner, like nighttime yeah. snack. Jennifer Lawrence just got married, and there's you <sighs> should Google it because her wedding sounds incredible. But she had like yeah. Shake Shack or something. It was some like burger yeah. cart come like late so, in the evening. So smart, so good. And I just was like, oh my god, I love it. Yeah. And then my other favorite tradition that is also kind of. Um, buffet related is so I am from the Pittsburgh area for those of you who didn't know and it is a tradition in western Pennsylvania that when you get married you have a cookie table and traditionally all like the women from your church would bake their whatever cookie they were known for and they would bring it in and and that was your favor uh to take away from the wedding would be like a big bag of cookies and it is my favorite thing um Yes. I love cookies. We talked about this with amazing. Gabby Means, yeah. who got engaged, and she's from yes, Pittsburgh. Yes. And Gabby, she said Gabby she was going to have one. Table. Yeah. I love it. And I went to a friend of mine. She got married in LA, and her wedding was like so chic. So she had like the, fa- and she's from Pittsburgh originally, and she had like the fanciest cookie table I've ever seen. And I was just like, Jan, you are making all of my dreams come true tonight. And at her wedding, she had like a baller, like lady DJ. And I was oh, just was like, I love it. This is the best day ever. I love weddings. Me too. I've had one and a half glasses of wine and no dinner. I love it. We have more yeah, questions. This, this is fire. basically my bachelorette party yes. right now <laughs> on the air. I love it. Okay. How do you feel about group dances like the Cotton Eye Joe or the Cuban Shuffle? Love. I hate them. Bring oh. it. I'm going to make you lead it. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I will. I, I, like, love it. But I'm also just, like, I hate the, like tacky like and again this is probably like us showing our age with the millennial divide like yeah I feel the music that's like very popular at weddings was also very popular in like 2007 which is when I was in middle school going to bar mitzvahs best year of my life yeah it was when you were much older so like it's nice and fun and nostalgic but I'm like I don't want to dance the same music I was dancing to as a seventh grader so I love it so here's my thing as I've been thinking about like what events I want to do and I was like so I want to have this like bachelorette party and basically what I want to happen, I'm going to get a DJ and we're going to have an all girls dance party and we're going to do all of those stupid dances and it's going to be amazing. Oh my God, I'll do it. A lot of Spice Girls and you're going to have to dance to the Cotton Eye Joe and some other stupid songs. Yeah. And I probably will refuse to dance to them. (laughs) No. Just to be, just to be a jerk. No, you have to. Okay. Indoor or outdoor ceremony? Oh, Depends on the time of year. I'm going to go with a hot take. I've never, I love the romantic idea of having an outdoor wedding. I've never seen it executed well. It's always I've mildly it, sucked. Uh, it's always once. either rained or you yeah. think like, oh, it's fall. It's not going to be hot. It's hot. Or, Why? oh, it's fall. It'll be fine. It's now 30 yeah. degrees. Like, it's always the temperature is weird. You always have elderly people who are fainting. You have rain. 
it's never I've, I've like never seen it even my yeah. aunt and uncle that got married in phoenix it rained and they were supposed to have an outdoor yeah. ceremony and they ended up having it inside yeah no i mean i think it's true to some like for example my friend amy who had the beautiful wedding in the poconos even if they were going to have an outdoor wedding which i was like in december i was like that's awesome but it actually ended up raining so it was like wet snow so they couldn't actually have it outside so that I think was interesting. But also I've seen one very well executed outdoor wedding and it was a Jewish ceremony. Um, and it was like in Philadelphia and it was very lovely. And I liked that one a lot, but I think partly was because there were a lot of trees. So even though it was hot, we were in the shade and the bride and groom were under the little Jewish, whatever that's called huppah and um they were they did not look uncomfortable so therefore i was not stressed about them not enjoying their day yeah yeah i just think it's like there's such a such a depending on where you are in the country like there's such a sweet spot of the time of year like Mm -hmm. you were saying and then it's like there's always the chance it's gonna rain or do something crazy and i personally really dreads the idea of sweating on my wedding day oh yeah it's horrible i think back to my poor aunt who was so lovely on her wedding day she got married in a botanical garden which if you've never been to a botanical garden it's human as fuck it's beautiful that too she got married at the phipps conservatory i don't know if you know that it's in pittsburgh but i do know of um, course it's beautiful it's beautiful and like they got married it was kind of like it was outdoor but it was covered and mm-hmm. it was kind of like indoor outdoor i don't know how to describe it but it was outdoor it was in june so it wasn't like that hot in pittsburgh and then mm-hmm. they had like their cocktail reception like inside the conservatory and we did mm-hmm. photos like as a family and we Oof. had my mom and i i will never forget it we were like on our hands and knees like bustling her dress and i'm sweating my mom sweating my aunt oh, is like the starting dress bustle. she was like starting to cry and my aunt and my mom have like very curly hair and so my aunt's hair starts to curl my mom's hair starts to curl the makeup is running and we were like girl why'd you get married in an 85 100 humidity greenhouse yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was was a lot okay um destination if you had to pick one destination wedding or hometown wedding hometown wedding i'm gonna go with destination just because um i feel like if you're going to make people travel anyways, you might as well make them travel to somewhere good. And um, I've talked to my mom about this because I'm always like, Ugh, mm-hmm. I want to go to I want to get married in Hawaii. And my mom is like, no one will come. <laughs> I will come. Which I'm like, I will be there. That's kind of the point is that like the people that will really want to come. But I get and I've also talked to my mom about this. It's like, especially if you're a young working professional, it's a lot to ask your friends to travel really far. Just wait till you're old as fuck like right. me and then people travel. That's true. Um, okay. When it comes to wedding registries, do you like slash do you believe there's any etiquette around? Because this is a real millennial thing, having like the honeymoon fund as opposed to like buying physical items. What are your hot takes on that? So I love the honeymoon fund because so I think about this a lot. So Dave and I were talking about like, are we going to register somewhere? What does that look yes, like? Yes, you and, absolutely you know, should. People are gonna, to the extent, what's nice is that we're going to put some expensive shit on there, but. I also feel like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I love a registry, but there's also, like, I've already bought a lot of nice things for myself, right? So it's not like I'm 22 and I don't have any sheets. Okay. Right. We don't have any sheets, so I would like to get some sheets. But. Yes. 
Like, I could go no, out I and agree. spend $200 on sheets. I just don't because I want to spend it on other things like food right. and going out Especially and but, if you already live together because that's, like, where the registry comes yeah. from is, like, you're building your yeah. home together. No, I, I totally love the Honeymoon but Fund. I think, yeah, I think the Honeymoon Fund is great. Yeah. I, think I know really a lot nice, of people think it's tacky. I have but, a caveat. I have yeah. a caveat. So if you're going to do a Honeymoon Fund, I think you should do one of those Honeymoon Funds where you can buy them an experience, like – Buy them dinner at this restaurant. Buy them their eco tour of Costa Rica where they zip line through the monkeys or whatever. Like, because then when you're doing that, it's not just like, oh, Aunt Sally gave me 200 bucks to use on my honeymoon. It's no, Aunt Sally bought me this excursion and I'm thinking of her while I do this thing. Just like if she bought me a soup tureen, I'd think of her every time I served soup out of my yeah, tureen. Definitely. No, I, I agree. Like and I think there's a bunch. We were actually talking about this at the last wedding I went to because they, they I think, were registered on Zola, which is like one of those sites where you can have. I like Zola a lot. They're yeah. Good. Like you can register for stuff and it'll like link to other registries, but you can also do like a honeymoon fund. And they had they had like specific like experiences, but then they also just had like a general fund. Because they mm-hmm. were, like, the problem with, like, some of the wedding registries is, like, if, like, let's say the excursion is, like, $500 and someone puts in $200, like, yeah. it's not enough for the excursion. And then, like, the money will just go to, like, a pot anyways. So, like, yeah. and some people are just, like, I don't know what to choose. Or they feel compelled, like, if the whole excursion is $500 and yeah. then they feel weird because they're, like, I can't afford $500. So they kind of did a both but, thing, which I think is good. Yeah. I like that. I also love, I've done this a lot for baby showers, is um, going in with friends on a particular gift. Um, So the tradition with my friends from college, there's my sorority friends, my Kappa friends, is that we buy our girlfriend a very fancy bomb-ass diaper bag. Um, I know. It's very exciting. So I'm trying to decide if I don't have children. I'm like, what would I want instead? Yeah, FYI, kids. Um, uh, but okay. it's it's been such a nice gift, and and I and I love the idea. Yeah, of people doing love that. it. All right, um, sorry. Okay. Move on. This goes back to our bustling question: How do we feel about yeah. trains? I personally, I'm going to start off with my hot take. I yeah, take it. Love. I think. I thought a lot about this, and I think it really adds. I think it fits with my personality. I love a train, a really, really like mm-hmm. dramatic train during the ceremony. Yeah. I think it's cool, like yeah. taking all your pictures. I have never seen a bustled dress that does not look like a crumpled up duvet cover. Tell me that I'm wrong. It looks like shit. Every wow. single bustled dress on the dance floor does not look good. It That's not what the dress was made to do. The dress was made to have a train and you just yeah. crumpled it up and buttoned it to yourself. Yeah, I've seen. Here's the thing. Is it I think that is more that the bustler did not know what they were doing. I guess. Literally every single photo, I always look for this because it's such like a point in my Mm -hmm. mind. Because what I think, so this goes back to what I was saying before. I think what I want to do is have like the dramatic dress for the ceremony and then get like a white jumpsuit for like some sort of like outfit change, like some sort of cheap, just like whatever from Macy's jumpsuit for the reception, but have the train because I just like, I want to have the pictures in the big dress with the ceremony. And I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then having, like, an outfit change is bougie. I just, yeah. like, I've never, like, that's the first thing whenever I see, like, wedding photos on Facebook. I'm always, like, what does the bustle look like? And 100% mm-hmm. of the time, it looks like you're wearing a duvet cover that you wrapped around yourself. 
I've seen a couple. I mean, again, I think it, I think satin doesn't bustle well. I, yeah. I think um, taffeta doesn't bustle well. I think chiffon bustles well. Yeah. Um, it does depend on the material. Chiffon. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, here's more my thing is like that dress is going to get your train is going to get fucking filthy. So just yeah. accept that and move on. But right. I, I don't know. I like a train. I don't know. I've never seen a wedding dress that I didn't like on oh, the bride. So. I have not. I'm very judgy when it comes to the wedding dress. Oh, Madeline. I mean, it's always nice. I don't know. It's always nice when they're, I think it's a good, like, tell of their personality. Like, okay, I guess I'll say, like, I've never seen one that looked, like, god-awfully bad, but ones that, Mm -hmm. like, were not my taste and I wouldn't wear it, which I guess is different. Oh, yes, that is 100% true. Same with wedding rings. Like, I've never seen one that I was like, this is ugly. Okay, we need to keep moving. Um, Veil or no veil? I like a veil. Yeah, I like a veil too, but um, I think it adds to the I drama. Think pending, it adds to the drama, um, but I think pending what type of ceremony you're having, it's not always appropriate, yeah. or what your hair is like. Like I have short hair, and I think if I wore a yeah. veil, I'd look real dumb. Yeah, that's true. I've got. I'm getting my hair cut next week, and me and Lauren are having a talk about what I got to do. Yeah. So I also don't love like the full like you're wearing a crown and then the veil like I like the little like barrette ones that like go into like an updo yes yeah which you can't do if you have short hair um okay yeah how do you feel this was interesting because I was talking to a friend whose brother just got engaged and it's one of my friends and she like she's very cordial with like his fiance but they're not like besties and the bride-to-be is like a little annoying and like a little extra shall we say and she invited she asked my friend to be in her bridal party and my friend was very upset Mm -hmm. because she was like she's going to be family she's marrying my brother so now when I eventually get married I'm going to feel compelled to invite her to be in my bridal party but like she's not going to get in along with any of my friends it's going to be terrible my response to her was like I think the theme of this whole episode, it's your day. You do you. It's fine. Also, like, you don't know what type of ceremony you're going to have, whatever. Like, I don't think you need to. This goes to my question. Do you feel like you need to reciprocate? Like, if you are going to have a similar type ceremony as a friend that's had one in the past, like, do you Mm -hmm. feel compelled to invite them to be a bridesmaid if they invited you? Hot take. I do not. I agree. So let's let's take a deep dive into Shay's life right now. (laughs) I... I'm so blessed because I have so many close friends and I have been a bridesmaid. I actually might be too many times to count. <laughs> and let's see. Like 27 dresses. It, no, it, I mean, I, I don't even want to like joke about it because it, it is like 27 dresses. I think it's like been 10 times. So it was um, Sarah, KP, Kiki. I was maid of honor only once. Uh, Kiki, Julie, Krista, Michelle, Who was Aaron the maid of Chantel, honor? Who was the maid of honor in the other weddings? No, who was or, who was the one maid of honor that you were in? Oh, my friend Kiki. So oh, my okay. college roommate. Uh, I'm sorry, Kristen. Um, oh, Nicole. I, I'm like missing. So it, it's more than <laughs> ten times. Like I, I have to like forgotten. actually sit down and like yeah. figure it out. And. I knew that I would not when I whenever I got married, even before I met yeah, David. Yeah, there's I no way like, you can have ten bridesmaids. 
I'm not going to be able to reciprocate this. I can't have 10 or 12 bridesmaids. Um, and that's not even including like all your other friends that have never gotten married and have exactly, never asked you. Exactly. So I, I feel like I so – anyway, and I don't want to demean those experiences because every time I've been asked to be a bridesmaid, I mean I truly – it's truly meant so much to me in a way that I, I, I can't even express. I mean, it really touched me and I was so honored to be able to stand up there for these friends and be there with them on their special day. And, and even though I like can't list everyone off the top of my head really quickly, like if we were going to have the time to go through each of these weddings, like they were all really special and beautiful days. And again, so honored to be a part of them, but I know that I can't reciprocate. So you know, whatever kind of wedding I end up having, I'm going to honor these women in some way, but I will probably have one or none people. Well, I've actually already said that my, my stepsister Taylor will stand with me if I would have a traditional wedding, but that's it. Yeah. So no, I think, sorry kids. No, I think to go back to what you said, it's like, it's not, it's obviously a great honor for the for the bridesmaid but truly it's about the bride it's for who she wants to be up there and her day and like what meaningful experience she wants and just because someone wants you know six of their friends to be up there and you only want one like it has no bearing on your friendship and I get so pissed off about this because I have a friend who I'm still friends with and she is like I'm gonna ask you she's not even engaged She's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to get engaged and I'm going to ask you to be in my wedding and then you better reciprocate. And I'm like, that is so rude. And Mm -hmm. I need to have a talk with her about it. But I I think also at 25. Oh, this person is not 25, by the way. Oh, well, (laughs) Um, moving on. This is okay. Um, I'm going to skip that one because it's kind of boring. Um, Okay, this is definitely, I didn't think about this when I put it on the list, but I was like, Shay's definitely going to have a different opinion just based on her situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Kids at weddings, how do we feel? I do not like it, but I also don't have any kids in my life. I have, I'm of two opinions. Uh, No kids in the fucking church. I'm sorry. Like, it's really annoying when you're trying to listen to somebody say their vows and there's some baby crying hysterically in the background. I say if you want your kid at the party and you want to look after them, great. Bring the kid to the party. I really don't care. Um, Hot take is that I was talking to my two little cousins, um, Bridget and Megan. uh, or Not Bridget and Megan. Bridget and Kelsey. Kelsey, former guest of the pod. And they were talking about a family wedding um, that happened about a decade ago and they were both very young and I had hired the babysitters and they tell me now a decade later that the babysitters were horrible and they had a horrible time <laughs> and they blame me for it. Oh my and I'm God. like, they're fine. Girls calm down. You were fine. Yeah. Uh, they're just jealous. They didn't. Get anyway, that's my opinion. No babies in the church. Have as many babies at the party if you want. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. I think like, they're disruptive and I think people I think if it's like if it's like a family member because there are some time like I think it's nice to include kids to like show them like the commitment and like this is what adults do and like it's fun like it's a nice like tradition to pass on I like you know having like a cute flower girl whatever but yeah I just think that there's this 
culture and it's not just around weddings but of people that are like afraid to get babysitters and Um, like people that won't leave their kids alone for one night and so if it's yeah if it's like a if it's like a close friend and or like a family member and they just had a baby or if it's like a kid that I know Mm -hmm. but if it's just like random person and you're like oh instead of bringing a plus one can I bring my kid it's like no sorry like so hire a babysitter I think what's really funny because I'm like the youngest one of the youngest of all my cousins and the other day I was talking to Chris you know former guest of the pod uh about weddings because clearly she's going to be very involved in the planning of whatever I do and she's like weren't you at my wedding and I was like no because I was a child and no children were allowed at your Vegas wedding at the Bellagio that was very beautiful oh my god that sounds so Um, fun I think it was at the Bellagio. I don't know. I mean, I'm you cannot have kids yeah. at a Vegas wedding. No, but I was like, she's like, oh, I wish you'd been there. I was like, no, I wasn't invited. And she's like, no, oh, sorry. she wishes now because now you're an adult and you guys are equals and friends. But she would have not yeah. wanted you as a kid there. I was 17. Okay, 17 is fine. That would have been cool. Although yeah. I will say the liability, I was going to say this before, the liability of having teenagers, I got fucking shit faced at my aunt's wedding when I was 17 and I was a huge okay. liability. Yeah. So you definitely like I feel like 14 to 17 and even 18 like you're at risk of a lot of underage drinking for sure. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to be responsible for underage drinking. Luckily, I don't think anyone that I would potentially invite to a wedding has a 17 year old. They all have like toddlers. Except like Kelsey, although she's very responsible. I don't think she would underage drink. Kelsey is very responsible and she would have a great time. And she and Bridget and Megan and my other cousins. They would be very cute. Awesome. Well, that is all my uh, topics. I don't know if there's any like last minute burning wedding things on your mind. We've covered a lot of bases. We've covered a lot of bases. I think this episode is amazing. Potentially also a bit of a trash fire. (laughs) No, I love it. A lot of editing has to happen. We've said a lot of names, which we don't want to like call people out on their trash weddings. But no, I here's my thing at the end of the day. Um, I love love. I love weddings. I love weddings of young people. I love weddings of old people. I think there's something so beautiful about them. I think there's a lot of ridiculous things about them, but um, they're so I fun. Love weddings. Invite Shay yeah, and I to I all love- your weddings. We love them. We'll go anywhere. Okay. We'll do anything. I'm great at weddings because I dance with like the weird old people, and I like all the food, and I don't get too drunk. So yes, I'm I'm a good at, I'm a good wedding guest. Same. I'll participate in all the weird traditions. I will get there mm-hmm. early. I will yeah. get you a nice gift. Yeah. All the things you want. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm really good at gift giving. Yeah. So good yeah. stuff. All right. Well, thanks, campers. All right, campers. Thank you. We love you, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Camp Adulthood is hosted by Maddie Yergi, Resident Youth, and Shay Keats, Camp Adulthood. We are produced by Jenny Mayfield, and this episode was recorded in Maddie's living room. You can find us on social media at camp underscore adulthood. You can email us hello at campadulthood.com, and you can visit us at campadulthood.com. Thanks, campers. We hope that you enjoy your stay at Camp Adulthood.